been waiting your whole life for that music, Kevin. I really have. I really have. As a longtime <laughs> listener, this is just very exciting to be behind the scenes and seeing where the music comes from and how it all pipes in. And are you impressed with the, the professionalism of the setup? I, I mean, the staff has been a little unprofessional, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the setup is nice. I'm a little disappointed that we're not at the secret recording location. Uh, that you and Jody used to record. I, I am disappointed as well. Uh, anyway. I mean, you have a lovely home. I, I don't mean to insult you. you. And I give you the, the highest compliment. I didn't tell my wife you were coming over so she wouldn't run around and try and clean the house real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I have a four-year-old, so no, I know. Is, I've, uh, I've walked in your perfect. house once a dumpster fire. They're all t- That's the most honest thing you yeah. can do, right? Is to just be like, this is what we look yeah, like. Yeah, it's is- lived in. It's lived in. I, I was just telling you, I spilled like an entire 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 like yeti coffee mug worth of coffee on my couch this morning perfect great way to start the week that'll buff out right anyway uh kevin welcome to the crowded hour an experiment in friendship i'm your host billy baker the author of we need to hang out a memoir of making friends there's a great book great book still available at resellers everywhere or at least amazon (laughs) probably heavily discounted yes you could uh (laughs) if you want a really cheap one on ebay get one that i've signed uh okay so the goal of this show is to achieve a crowded hour this idea which comes from an old poem that one crowded hour of glorious life is worth an age without a name. And for my money, the most reliable way to achieve an hour of glorious life is to fuck around with a friend. By the way, that quote is definitely something you say to people that you're about to send to their death, right? Like this, it's like, hey guys, no, it's, it's going to be so worth it. People are going to be talking about you forever. It's a... Uh... It's, it's real in that way the poetry can be. I mean, not that I read poetry, but occasionally some lines come in front of you and you're like, oh, right. No, it's a good one. And I, I actually, you mentioned it's from like the Seven Years' War or something like that. Which, do you know what that is? No, I looked it up though because <laughs> okay. I was curious. And it, and it was like, it, it started as like, okay, it's one of these European conflicts that everyone's involved with and it doesn't really affect North America at all. But it okay. turns out that's not true. Okay. The French and Indian War was sort of an offshoot of that which was in North America, and it ended up with the French having to cede all of their land east of the Mississippi to the English and all their land west of the Mississippi to the Spanish. So it was actually a very significant war. I should know that, huh? Yeah, that's Well, you do now. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to uh, that, that ties into what I'm going to get to. Anyway, uh, today on the show, we have the guy I probably spend the most time fucking around with, Mr. Kevin Phoenix, and... I made a note to hit the applause button oh, at that point, yeah, thank but you. I turned the volume down. I'm not good at this. Anyway, uh, where was I? Kevin is one of the main characters in my book, and he became main character during the second arc of my journey, the second act, we'll say. So the book, originally, I wrote this article about how men and middle-aged people in general stink at friendship. It went viral. I was asked to write a book, and I was like, all right, I'm going to use this as a chance to fix my friendships. The first thing I did was try and get the band back together, right? Like uh, fix my old friendships. Uh, And my last guest, Mark Shradovoin, was a classic example of that. We had always stayed close, but I think we became closer as a result. Which, by the way, not to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt. Yes. That, that, so uh, the first two episodes of this podcast, Kara and Joanne, were great. Yes. Really, really entertaining. But Mark was sort of next level in that. Oh, good. Like you can't, you can't replicate that, replicate that level of like familiarity and 
and intimacy like you guys were just it was sweet it was like these guys clearly went through it together when they were in puberty and like (laughs) it shows he's a sweet guy and i mean he's one of those guys we get together a lot and tell those stories so i think if anything we held back a little we're like are we we really gonna do this one again (laughs) like bust out this bit anyway the most important part of that friendship journey I undertook in that book was making new friends, which is something I think uh, as you get older, you're more reluctant to do. But I had to kind of realize if I'm going to get the benefits of friendship, I need to make friends in my life where I live with the people who are around me now. Not then, not that I'm abandoning then, abandoning then but I... Uh, you know, you, you need to live where you are. And converting Kevin in front of me from an acquaintance to a friend to a best friend has been one of the most rewarding parts of this long, strange trip. And I have here, it says, and it's interesting that you follow Mark because you p- fill similar roles for me. You're both reliable and rational and ultimately help protect me from myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much a full-time job. I got laid off in January. I haven't been able to get back to work because I've been too worried about you. I know. Uh, And it's a tad cliche to describe someone as a solid guy, but you, Kevin Phoenix, are a solid guy. Thank you. So today, I'm going to knock you off balance a bit with this friendship game show we call The Crowded Hour. We're going to hear your top five list. The only rule being that you don't tell me what it is beforehand. We're going to run through your favorites, hit you with some Proust questions, hear your ingredients for a perfect day, and your HLGCBS on a topic of my choosing. Mm. And I have chosen that topic. That one seems to trip up your guests, it, especially it the crush a, part, because it's kind of like, how do I have a crush? You religion? should be able to answer crush in, uh, in, oh. the, in the construct I'm going to give you. You're going oh to explain how to answer that by your okay. performance today. But let's start with the new segment, trivial. Oh, okay. Trivia-ish questions that don't have an answer, or at least an answer that I know. Now, Kevin and I play bar trivia often. That's kind of the basis of our friendship. I, I had always loved bar trivia. At some point, Kevin told me he played. I glommed onto that, and uh, we've been doing it for quite a bit. So anyway, Kevin, trivial. These are questions that randomly have popped up last night in my house and uh i think they're interesting here's one that's kind of viral right now i didn't know this but charlie told me are there more wheels or doors in the world <laughs> uh so are we gonna try and break this down I, well this, this, this is, is your like an specialty. interview question right so when like, we play trivia a lot of times we, you either know the answer or we break it down. That's your specialty. I usually go to the bathroom or something like that. You kind of lose you, you lose interest pretty quickly. Yes, yeah, you start trying to talk through, okay, so Jefferson and Washington, you know, like you're you're running through some sort of systematic. So I'd say, I mean, most things, many, many things with wheels also have doors, right? Correct. So vehicles, not not bikes, I guess. But then like a house, I'm looking at your neighbor's house, they must have, oh, that's those are windows, not doors. Sorry. Uh but that house has many doors and no windows. Right. What about all the interior doors, closet doors? Hmm. I, I, is there an answer, or is this just like no this something is to like, discuss? Yeah, over something to just occupy our lives until we hit our age without a name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, remember these for Thanksgiving when things start to veer towards politics. You can 
break out these questions. That's not a bad uh, suggestion. Okay, so you're guessing Doris. Yeah, where are you? Or did you lose interest already in this question? Kind of. All right, <laughs> next question. Which state has the least number of rednecks? <laughs> <laughs> this is something I've given a lot of thought to. Not which state, but like what is a redneck? Because okay. like, you know, like... You're from Virginia. You've bounced around. You're a child of a Navy... Yes. Officer? Is that what he was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we bounced around quite a bit. We ended up in Northern Virginia from sixth grade through college. And there's plenty of rednecks in Virginia and in the South in general. But also, like, I mean, there's some people just north of us that, like, fit that same That's description. Thing. But are they rednecks? Or are they hillbillies? <sighs> I what, don't know. What, what are they? Like, David Cross, a great comedian who who is responsible for this. Gabriel wants to rollerblade. Gabriel rollerblade. On that same stand-up CD, uh, Shut Up You Fucking Baby is what it's called. Uh, he does a bit about how you go out of any major city 10 miles and you find rednecks. doesn't matter where you are in the world. Um, so what's the question again? Which state has the most? <laughs> the least oh, number the of rednecks. Oh, the least. Least. Hmm. What about like Hawaii? Like, do they have rednecks in Hawaii? So we, that's, I think, the answer we came to last night. What I Googled was percentage of hunting licenses sold. <laughs> okay, it's a good, <laughs> good proxy for... So uh, Rhode Island is number 50. So that would mean they have the least number of hunters mm -hmm. by population. Hawaii's like right next to it, though. But I picture Hawaii, the things we might call a redneck, I don't think of as existing in Hawaii. Like there might be Polynesian country people, but no one's ever looked at them and been like, this guy's a redneck, right? Right, right. So, okay, so maybe there is an answer to this one. Yeah, we'll go with uh, Hawaii. Okay. I, I like that, because if, if we were sitting here discussing which one has the most, we'd probably like insult a lot of our listeners, your listeners. Well, as this was being discussed last night, my 11-year-old son, Jake, said, I'm a redneck. I identify <laughs> as a redneck. You know, he I mean, we spent the day yesterday bass fishing, you know. Uh, so, all right. And this is, uh, as a Northern Virginia boy from the Fredericksburg area, the sprawl. The strip Fredericksburg mall. area? No, no wait. No, we're not. We're not. No. What, okay. You're it's, not from no, the Frederick? It's, it, I mean, it's technically <laughs> part of the Fredericksburg area, but Fredericksburg is not the anchor that we're using. What, what is the anchor? Dumfries. Yeah, Dumfries, so Quantico, Manassas. Okay. Anyway, from the strip mall sprawl capital of America, you might know this or have a good guess. Uh, what's the most expensive thing you can buy at a Walmart? Wow. Uh, hmm. Well, you've bought like kayaks there, haven't you? I remember that one Christmas you, you did. <sighs> Didn't you do but something? those were like a hundred bucks. Oh, like that's why we that's got them at Walmart. Expensive. Yeah, uh, I have no idea. An appliance, a refrigerator, but they don't sell those, do no, they? I don't know. You don't. Know oh my god, I spend so much time in Walmart when I'm down in Virginia visiting my in-laws. Like it's it's a running joke. It's an obsession. Any anyone needs anything, I'm like, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> it's right up the road, and I yeah. just walk around. No, I mean, I never go to the one here. Right. And like, and even in Northern Virginia, there's, I mean, there's lots of other stores, like where I think oh, in, in your part fancy of Virginia, up there, is that yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Target <laughs> is the preferred uh, mass big box retailer. So since I know Walmart better than you, which I'm shocked by, uh, I, I picture walking around and like, what's in a case? You know, like that. 
I don't even know if that makes it the most expensive or the most stolen, you know, like razor blades are in a case. But I picture the electronic section. Mm. And I honestly, I think it could be a phone, like an iPhone, because they sell laptops, but it's in that like well, cheaper much, category. Do, do, they or still a TV. Send, do they still sell rifles and stuff? Like some of those, I think it changed, right? That's what my kids said. I mean, it may vary by where you are in the world. Like if you're in North Dakota and Walmart's the only thing around, they might sell tractors and farm equipment, right? right? right. So anyway, that's uh, (laughs) our new segment, Trivial. So uh, that worked really well. Uh, I'm going to just just, send send that down the river. Kevin. Billy. Let's get to some favorites now. I have a huge list. I haven't shuffled them. Okay. I'm shuffle them, and I may still just cheat and be like, eh, yeah, this is a good one for you. Kevin, what's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday? Yes. Hmm. I'd say Thanksgiving, because everyone's got it off. You know, like some holidays, some people have it off, some people don't. Some people don't really recognize it. Everyone, at least up until early adulthood, like everyone came home for Thanksgiving, you know, like the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving was sort of legendary for just everyone kind of getting together and doing stupid shit. And then, you know, all day, just like being together, cooking, eating, watching football. Like it's just sort of a great all day affair. Put on your fat pants. By the way, I've always said the night before Thanksgiving, one of my favorite things ever in my book, I tried to bring it back from my high school class. It failed miserably. But are we about to have a great night before Thanksgiving? Our friend is opening like a huge restaurant and live music venue. And said, is it not opening then? Is that I, the I look on so. your face? I, no, no, I, I don't. I, I believe they're, they will be open by then. Yeah. So the cut in I'm going to be out of town. That's the look. I'm oh, face. OK. Uh, yeah, our, our friends, the O'Grady's are opening this sick venue we've both been in there a bunch of times you're working with them yeah they're aiming for the night before thanksgiving i imagine it'll be like a soft opening where it's our no they've crew. got they've got soft openings starting next week so Stop. i think by the time we get to thanksgiving they'll be i didn't know that mm-hmm. oh guess you didn't great. make the cut so to speak <laughs> bro i'm i'm on the i'm on the roster there i will be uh hosting a monthly comedy show there i guess i can announce that i'll be the mc and bringing up actual comedians that's Uh, exciting yeah and i'll just be up there filling time ball busting reading names of the next do you uh, think will you have someone kind of on the side of stage to be like billy you've filled enough time can you give the mic to the comedians now i expect my friends like you to be in the audience give me the wrap (laughs) (laughs) uh okay kevin what's your favorite place place Wow. I kind of like my backyard. I really, <laughs> I love my backyard. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. As long as there's no bugs, which is, you know, there's like very short windows in uh, in the year where there's no bugs. But. And we should say not even bugs. You live on the Great Marsh, which is filled with green head flies, which are the worst insect on planet Earth. Bring it. Anyone else wants to challenge me on that, I dare you to sit in the marsh on a July sunny day and see how tough you are. Except I would say it's number three on my list of most hated insects in my backyard. After what? Midges? Midges and mosquitoes. I mean, the the greenheads are like manageable. They're so slow and dumb. You know, it lands, you can see it, you wind but up they take attack. A they 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 yeah. swarm and attack i mean it's not it's not ideal midges but. are they, they ruin sunset that's the problem with them they're like up your nose you're yeah. running for the car but like late spring early fall perfect weather like the day we had the asado you know it's just like gorgeous you know it's nice grass right. but there's also nice woods you can see the marsh like it's 
calm. You got your can, glade. Are you still trying to make glade. glade happen? Glade is it's <laughs> happened. Are you kidding? <laughs> Kevin, there's, there's, you know, did the the buddy system of like got a million friends over? We ripped out all these trees and shrubs, and then he planted. We did not grass. rip out any trees because I would have had to gone in front of the environmental. Uh, board to correct do that. i didn't see we just we just Honor. there was some dead dead stuff on the ground that we cleared out <laughs> okay and we did some anyway. vista pruning vista pruning what does that mean you just take down some low branches to improve your oh vista i see yeah anyway after that you had grass planted and started referring to it as a glade which is which <laughs> which is so appealing that some writer from the boston globe has come over there many times to sit and write so it must be a pretty nice spot i agree yes i have definitely sat in the glade and uh yeah and the bugs aren't bad at least when i've been there and it's quiet back there and like it's so private like i can go out in my backyard and pee you know oh i've peed a million times in your glade uh fantastic uh okay kevin what's your favorite movie can i can i you asked mark a question <laughs> that was similar but it was like what movie did you watch the most when you were a kid can i talk? you can do that well i'll, I'll answer both but okay. like i want to answer that because I, I it made me think of it and it made me i wonder smile. that and i'll say that to you and every future guest if you've heard a question on a previous episode that you've been thinking about answer it let's okay. hear it yeah so as a kid my friend jeff martin and i watched fletch probably a thousand times like legendary Chevy Chase at the height of his powers before he got in a beef with Howard Stern and became uncool and like so quotable doesn't didn't age that well like I I, I watched it I made we watched the new one with John Hamm oh right Whitney Willow and I watched that a few months ago and it was terrible um and I was like no no we got to watch the original so we watched that and it like I still loved it but like it's it's pretty it's that, pretty that 80s. era of movies, yeah, it, it, they're grainy. They're not like it, it's not a. And I'd forgotten that Norm from Cheers plays one of the bums on the beach. Oh right, <laughs> I haven't Which seen that really forever. Funny. I can still quote it. You know, it's all ball bearings yeah, yeah. nowadays. And exactly. That, you know. Uh... And then in in modern times, I'd say Willow and I watched Shrek a lot. Okay. And the Lord of the Rings movies. Really. Tons. Yeah. Those don't Love really those. do it for me. You gotta try harder. I mean, <laughs> Are they just too long? Like you, you just can't yeah, sit there's, still. Uh, we just watched them recently for the first time. I think I tried to watch them years ago, and everyone was losing their mind about them. And uh, you know, teach his own. Uh, all right, Kevin, what's your favorite song? Ooh, favorite song of all time. There's a lot of songs out there. Bad by U2 has always really there's. The version that's on Wide Awake in America, which is a live version, is really like it, it builds like, you know, it's an eight minute song and it builds. And by the end of it, I'm like screaming my head off in the car. So that's that's up there. All right, Kevin, who's your favorite author? Probably Stephen King. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> or Ken Follett. The, the two of those guys are kind of side by side. Okay. As far And Tom Clancy. Like, I mean, say what you will about those books, but like, especially if you grew up like in the Cold War era, like those books kill. And you were, I mean, a military kid, right? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. so. Uh, but Stephen King, for those of you who think he's just horror, he's not. I mean, he's a great art, uh, great artist, great author. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him artist. Yeah, it sounds pretentious. I just read my first Stephen King book because you were always so high on them. I can't even remember what it was called. And I'm going to say it was okay. Was it the Billy whatever, the assassin? No. Oh, the fairy tale one. 
Is that what it's called? Fairy tale? I think it's called fairy tale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was okay. You know, I, I read, his, um, I should take it back. I read his book on writing, which I was way into back when I still wanted to be a writer. <laughs> you should read The Stand. I mean, it's a, it's a weighty tome, but. <laughs> I need a book to read. I'm, I'm struggling. It's, it'll be, it, it'll be easier to read than the uh, David Foster Wallace book that you were trying to read. <sighs> That ruined reading for me and my two friends. So my buddies, Rory and Nick, we decided we were going to do a book club for Infinite Jest, which either you know what I'm talking about or you don't. That book came out in the mid-90s. David Foster Wallace was hailed as the author of our generation. Everyone bought this book, which is like the size of two Bibles, right? It's like 1,200 pages long, and it makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes you're locked in and you're like, oh, I know what's going on, and the rest of the time it's... It's one of those books, I'd put it in the category of Ulysses. Like, I was an English major, and that was a thing. Like, people would claim they read Ulysses, or I read it all, I just read it over and over again. It's like, I no way. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Right. All right, Kevin, final favorite. What is your favorite food? My favorite food? I think steak. Big fan of steak, Billy. <laughs> Give me a steak. Wait, I don't even need sides. Just a steak. Good enough. Maybe some red wine. What kind of steak? Do you have a cut you prefer? Uh, something that's a little fatty. So, you know, like a, you know, um, New York strip is nice. Okay. You know, nothing like the, the filet mignon is just gar- oh, I like garbage. That. Oh, really? I like yeah. that. There's no flavor. Like... There's no flavor. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> Why do you uh, think they wrap it in bacon? They're like, holy shit, this thing doesn't taste like anything. We need to add some flavor. No. What they do is they serve it with baronet sauce and you're just like scooping well, you, mayo I, in your mouth basically well then why don't you just have a piece of tofu with some mayo i well <laughs> not tofu but i will definitely find things that are just scoops for mayo uh all right kevin do you have your top five list top five i do let okay me, let me open up my notes well let me here. ask you since you uh you listen to my previous podcast a lot you've been listening to this one uh when the idea of a top five list appeared and you knew you would appear on the show did it immediately come into your head or did you labor over it? No, no, it did not. Imme- and what immediately came into my head is what you said too when you were talking to Kara. You were like, I figured it would be like, you know, top five 80s movies. <laughs> That's what popped in my head was well, like, oh, this is going to be like a simple list. Credit for Kara and Joanne for like blowing that up. I mean, well, it, it revealed a lot about each of them. It was well, super interesting. Well, right. I mean, as soon as I listened to those, I was like, okay, I guess like the top five thing isn't going to be easy. It's yeah, really I'm glad it's not. I'm glad yeah. it's, uh, you know, yeah. I do a little bit of homework before this show. I'm glad uh, you guys have to as well. So here's, and, and it's going to be a little bit of a twist. So I, I struggled with this mightily for two reasons. Okay. One, any of the things, so first of all, like, you know, you've had three guests and they've all done great, right? They, they really brought the heat with yeah. this. And so like, I want it to be good. Um, but the list that I came up with, I, I, I didn't have five solid. It would be like, here's, Here's three good ones, and then number four and number five kind of like flame out. I can see that, yeah. Or a couple are like, mm, do I really want to like? Maybe if Billy and I are having a beer, we'll we'll do this top five list, but yeah, not like not to be recorded forever. Or <laughs> a, cu- a couple of them like involved you, which you know you you might have you know come across the table at me if I went through them. So wait, wait, um, what what would that well, category well, have been? Well, hang on. So so that leads me to what I ended up doing. So what okay. what I have for you today, Billy? Okay, is my top five list of unfinished or inappropriate top five lists. So okay. this is a list of lists. Oh, I like this. Okay. 
So we're not obviously we're not going to do twenty five things. But no, no, I, I, I like where your head's at. Okay. So, um, number five. So counting down. Number five, the top five Billy Baker declarations oh, that didn't last a week. You are a victim of many of my. <laughs> you and my wife are at the top of the list of people who are like, oh, what? I literally before we came on the air, I, I declared did. my new life's yeah. uh, plan. One which, of my one of my favorite examples of this was uh, I think it was last summer. You were like, you know, screw all this diet stuff and this low carb <laughs> stuff. Like Kevin. I'm going to be a sandwich guy. I, I'm, I it's did a perfect, say that. It's the perfect meal. I love them. They're easy <laughs> to eat. I'm just going to be the sandwich guy. And then like a week later, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm off the sandwiches. Like, oh, I gained like 10 pounds in a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think it's one of those like, you know, once I got to know you, I understood like that's just part of your process. You, you got to say it out process. loud. It's no execution. You got to say it out loud in order to kind of put it out in the world and see how it feels. Right. And more often than not, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> and you change <laughs> your mind. Um, they so, tasted great, but I mean. I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> number four, five things I wish I knew then that I know now. So. Oh, I like that. As I get older, I learn shit. Yeah. I don't know if I'm wise yet, but I'm getting there. Well, do you have anything in that? Uh, so examples. Yes. Some of them are pretty simple, like cottage cheese. You asked me what I had for breakfast this morning. I had cottage cheese. I hadn't had cottage cheese until Ridley was born because it looks gross. It, it, my, the texture is gross. My Everything entire about life. It I'm, like, I'm like, fuck that cheese. I'm yeah. not eating that. And then we had it in the house. And I don't know, one day I was desperate. I don't remember why I tried it. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> so that's it. If you go back to your younger self, you'd be like, start eating cottage cheese, bro. Yeah. Like what a great snack. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> um, another example from that list is, is hoods as in hoods on jackets and coats. Right. I've, I've had many, many hoods uh, on my jackets and coats in my life. And I would only use them if it was raining. Right. And then one day in the last couple of years, we were down walking around Kenoma Point, and where we live on Kenoma Point versus the actual pointy end of the point, sometimes it's like a completely different weather system. Oh, it's down an there. ecosystem down yeah. there for sure. Yeah. So like we're down there. I've got a I've got a winter hat on, but we get around the point, and it's like gale force winds, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm still cold. So I put my hood up, and I looked at Whitney, my wife, and was like, I'm so much warmer with a hood on. Like my neck yeah. not getting cold. It's like. A game changer and and she did what she should have done which is looked at me like i was a goddamn idiot and was like yeah but that's, that's what, what life is for. right sometimes it's like have you guys tried hoods <laughs> 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 they're the most incredible invention yeah. i like the feeling of like you're you're almost like in a little cave you well know that's you... my biggest beef is that if i turn my head the right. hood doesn't turn so it's sort of it's like having blinders it's on it's not important whatever's over there <laughs> uh, yeah exactly speaking of kenoma point um have you heard that John Knight's TV show is going to renovate a house at Kenoma Point? No. I don't like that. No, we don't want any more publicity. Yeah, I should just bleep out the one. word Kenoma Point on here. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't exist. Essex doesn't have a beach. No, it's, no. Uh, there's no, no it's non-resident Lots parking. Lots of bugs. Lots of Tons bugs. Tons of bugs. Uh, Everyone's an asshole down there. Um, so uh, eggnog and coffee... Um, something that rely, rhymes. Wait, with, wait! You're putting the eggnog in the coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you? What did? Try it. Don't knock it till you try it. I've never tried um, eggnog in my life. Something that rhymes with Dolores, which if you're a Seinfeld fan, you'll understand that reference. But I'm not going to get into it. So those are the top five things. <laughs> wait, you just realize what uh, rhymes with Dolores? N- n- 
I'm not going to expand. So I, that's number I know three. What it is. I'm not, not one to brag, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, top five longevity hacks. So, like, okay. You know, lifespan, health span, very important to me. I'm getting older. My arteries are clogged and I've got a young family and I want to do everything I can to be around as long as I can. So whether it's sauna or cold plunge or reading your book and there you hanging go. out with friends. Or NMN, is that what it's having, called? Uh, NMN, which is a precursor to NAD. <laughs> um, or rapamycin. Like I'm always kind of looking for like yeah. what's the... And, and, you know, I try and avoid things that are clearly just snake oil, but... Um, snake oil is fun too. <laughs> You've never tried it. Uh, and then the number one... Uh, unfinished top five list is top five police encounters. Oh, good. Um, which, you know, include a unfortunate misunderstanding with the Radford University Police Department, which, by the way, included me losing a shoe, which, guess what the shoe was? A royal blue... Adidas Gazelle? Yes, sir. No way. Yeah, love those shoes. When you and Mark were talking about it, I was like, those are amazing shoes. That so, was not limited to just Southie meatheads. I'll like, tell you, I hope you have the experience Mark had because he said the podcast everybody knows and someone sent him back a photo of like a closet still full of Adidas Gazelle. So if I offended you by saying they were a wholly ugly shoe, great shoe. I don't take it back. Great shoe. They're not. They're um, Well, you're a soccer. You still play soccer. Uh, they're a soccer style shoe. They are. They're, you know, they... I think they were like a spinoff of Sambas. Yeah. You know, they were just... Uh, that top five list also includes where I got my AOL Instant Messenger screen name. <laughs> which is Which what? takes you back. <laughs> which is Diplomat, which is like Diplomat, but you're a dick. Okay. Which my friend Scott coined uh, after I had a little incident in Times Square with a New York City police officer <laughs> on New Year's Eve day where I was trying to, they were closing the streets, you know, it was kind of like, right. well, we want to get to Times Square and like, cause we're idiots and we're 20, you know, we didn't realize they closed the streets down like days before. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so we were there, it's like four in the afternoon we can't get any closer. We're five blocks away. And I'm like, you know, of course we've been drinking all day and I'm like, okay, well I'll just go, I'll go explaining to the cop. Yeah. That, like I'll we need to, with them. Yeah. yeah. And so like I'm talking to him for a few minutes and then my buddies told me later that like he, he kind of looked and, caught the eye of another cop and like pointed it like, was like pointing at my head like come get this get the paddy clown. wagon yeah. so then my, my friends rescued me and scott was like you're just a diplomat uh near-death experience in ocean city maryland where a drunk cop driving almost hit me on the sidewalk and hit two people who were walking in front of me and did they get injured die he left the scene of the accident was he in a police car no oh, okay he was off duty he drove home they ended up finding him. I had to go back up there a couple times to testify, and he got off. Some what happened to the people he hit? Uh, they they were fine. They kind of got clipped and like went flying in the air, and and the dude was unconscious for a little while, but he came back. But then like during the trial, he talked about like he you know he had kind of post concussion yeah, issues. Or he I couldn't concentrate it. and stuff. Um, but the cops that night, like they, I I was. I was probably 50 blocks from where my friends were. I was alone. It was three in the morning, long story. Um, and I was pretty shaken up and I was like, can, can you just like give me a lift back to the condo? And they were like, no. The cops? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Which was no. great. So I walked and then uh, I got to the condo and my buddies were passed out and some of them had taken like the, the mattress from the sofa and put it on the floor because, you know, the, the metal frames are so uncomfortable. And so they were, there was two of them sleeping on that and I like 
curled in between them because I was like, I was scared. It was uh, so traumatizing. Anyways, that's not really a cop encounter, but spooning your friends for a comfort. Not spooning, but sort of, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so those are my top five unfinished top five lists. Just gonna send it. All right. <laughs> Just missed your sound effects today. You kind of cheated. You looked at the board beforehand to see all the things written on it. Uh, I shouldn't say cheated. You well, were I'm a long time listener, so I, I I know most of the sound effects. Well, some of them are, are new. How about hey, look at us, look at us? Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> all right, Kevin, look at us. So Excellent. Let's get on to uh, the um, what's next on the list? Uh, your ingredients for a perfect day. Ingredients for a perfect day, and it doesn't have to be just five. No, you can. Uh... Okay. So uh, I tried to look at this as like not like what would be the ultimate perfect day ever, which would include you know like, oh we we flew to Paris for lunch or you know whatever. <laughs> right. Like this is sort of like stuff that's more like replicable. Like yep. it could happen any day. Which is yes, that's what I'm. That's I'm, the intent. I'm look, well, I'm looking to steal ideas because okay. there are some universal truths. Yeah, I don't know. I've got anything here that's going to surprise anybody, but getting outside. Agree. Number one. Like, and that could be, that could be in my wonderful backyard, which is my favorite place. It could be the point. It could in be the, the beach. Do you, I mean, on the longevity hack thing, something that comes up constantly is talking about going outside for the like first light of the day. I don't do that. I don't I, either. I mean, I, it, I look at it through the window. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm getting some sunlight, but I'm not going to go out there and like stare at the sun. You know, like I, it's I, like I go out, I ground myself, I sun my balls, and I, I meditate or whatever. How does everyone well, meditate first thing in the morning? Have you noticed that? Like that's a trend. I wake up, first thing I do is go meditate. I'm like, is then if is me hitting the snooze button the same thing? Yeah, yeah, totally. That totally counts. I think so. Yeah, you seem very zen. Um, so getting outside. <laughs> Uh, is critical moving my body and so that could be a walk that could be a hike that could be uh, going to the gym but ideally it's playing so you know that's that's the best way to a get exercise and b just just move around Um, like I think of that night this summer we were all at Long Beach and Jenny and Andrew Davis had a soccer ball and like a couple people started kicking it around and then more people started kicking around. Then they got out their two little mini goals. And next thing you know, it's like a full six on six game. That might've been my highlight of the summer, that, that moment. And the only reason we stopped was because it got dark. Right. It was like, that was incredible. Like that's, life for me right there and we played played even you know there were (laughs) there were kids everywhere playing everyone was just going going hard there was some decent soccer players in that crew yeah um so moving ideally playing you know i play in a men's soccer league and sunday mornings you know it's the highlight of my is it it's because i'm afraid highlight i will age into your team next year jody's been putting on the pressure you know most of the pressure is we never have enough guys like please you'll make the team yeah uh, it's it's absolutely a highlight and it's it's really fun and you know i mean as long it, it does get chippy sometimes so you need to be able to control your temper which you know may not be your strength but nope. if you go into it maybe if you meditate beforehand <laughs> nope <laughs> nope ain't gonna happen okay well there is something called card points which if you if your team accumulates enough yellow cards or red cards you lose points in the standings okay so we probably don't want me on the team unless you can you know chill out 
Here, here are my demands for being on your team, okay? I want to play striker, and I want to just walk around like Messi, okay? <laughs> All I know, I mean, I don't want to call you out, but we have kicked the ball around before, and we did do a penalty kick contest where I was playing goal, and you were taking I'm, shots, and I literally did not have to save one of them because none of them hit I was the trying the to have a you know dramatic bending goal and not just hit the net. Uh, you don't have time to do that in the game. You just have to pass it into the net, basically. Tap it in. Yes. Yeah. Just like Erling Holland. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving, ideally playing, laughing, ideally. That's important. I have something I want to talk about with laughter, but go ahead. Some sort of communal experience. So with friends, you know, whether that's like the asado where everyone's just kind of hanging out and having some food and some drinks, whether it's that soccer game on the beach, could be, you know, going to the beach together, could be going uh, to a show, just some sort of communal experience where you're with friends and you're like doing something. <laughs> Um, ideally some music, you know, and that could just be a guy in a guitar in the corner somewhere. Or it could be like, I know. love that when you walk in somewhere and there's a guy just playing Buffett songs in the corner. I'm yeah. just like, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. What I don't love is when it's so loud, you can't talk, which is what happens at Machaca. Every time we go there, all of a sudden yes. it's like, okay, right. Right. <laughs> there's a band here's, and we can't talk anymore. Here's the, uh, uh, what's his name? Jack Favaza, really talented guy. He's you know, playing Billy Joel And why do we like, go to Machaca over and over, Kevin? Because we love those guys. It's a great establishment. We do, but what is the one well, reason we get John forced? John likes the soup. Yes, that's it. Our <laughs> friend likes the soup. That's the age we've arrived at, where it's like, I'm really in the mood for soup. <laughs> John um, and uh, Rob are in Utah right now. Maybe they're listening to this when I oh. put it up. They're rock climbing. John, who I'm going to just come out and say this, he's the white whale that I would love to get on this podcast and it's never going to come probably on. probably not going to happen. You might have to just like record a conversation <laughs> without telling him. And I get it. He, when I asked him, he was like, I don't know, man, the top five stresses me out. He goes introvert real quick on things like that. Uh, well, it may, and maybe you can just ease the rules for him and not make him do a top five. And stuff I'm not and just, easing the rules for anyone. John Conant, you're coming on here. And Rob, you're coming on here too. Rob. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. This, uh, I'm going to be taking side bets on that if anyone wants some action. On what? Whether or not they appear? Yes. Rob will come. You think so? Yeah. You don't think so? Rob doesn't come to anything. He does. <laughs> he, he, to his, uh, I mean, defense, works like a thousand hours a week. I, right? I, I love Rob and I appreciate him and I'm not <laughs> saying he's lazy. <laughs> you no, know, he's the opposite of lazy. He's yeah. unavailable is what it is. Because Although he never booked. fixed the sauna door that I asked him to. Yeah, I thought different. he showed up. No. Yeah, yeah, he, did. he did. He did. Okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. And then food, which isn't, isn't critical. I feel like if everything else is hitting then like taking an hour and a half to get food is like a waste of time. I'd agree with that too. Um, yeah. Unless that's a communal event. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. And then same with a nap. Like I, I love a good nap, but I also don't want to miss out on some of my perfect day because I'm asleep. So maybe just do like a 20 minute power nap in the hammock while the food is cooking or something. So I had one more, but I, I'm not comfortable what sharing. Is, it. Oh, okay. Is it, it's just, all right, I'll share it. I, I just, it's physical pleasure. <laughs> so that could be interpreted how you how you are interpreting it. But it could also a be a owner with a friend. It could be massage. Yeah. It could be uh, you know, an intimate moment um with a loved one, whatever. But Okay. Just gonna send it. All right. I hate that already, but uh we'll have a new one next week. I wanna talk about laughter. I just read this scientific paper called The Social Life of Laughter. 
very fascinating. So it says, laughter is often considered to be the product of humor. However, laughter is a social emotion occurring most often in interactions where it is associated with bonding, agreement, affection, and emotional regulation. Laughter is underpinned by complex neural systems, allowing it to be used flexibly in humans and chimpanzees. Didn't know they laughed. Mm -hmm. It can be social, which is voluntary laughter, or it can be evoked involuntary laughter. And here's the interesting part. When do we laugh and why? Human beings are immersed in laughter. It is a pervasive nonverbal expression of emotion and is more like a different way of breathing than a way of speaking. Laughter is mediated strongly by social context. We are 30 times more likely to laugh if we are with someone else than if we are on our own. And we laugh most often when we can see and hear someone, even if this is via a computer compared to voice or text interactions. So this Mm. is me. You've heard in my many declarations, I need to stop trying to write things that will make people laugh. Well, Uh, you do it. I mean, you've traditionally done a pretty good job at that. Right. And, well, right. I'm like, right. Until I got, yeah, clipped. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Laughter is also highly behaviorally contagious and can occur when primed solely by another's laughter. I think we know that. Observational studies have shown that laughter is commonly found in conversations where it occurs at the rate of around five laughs per 10 minutes of conversation. Strikingly, this is a much higher rate than the amount of laughter that people self-report. Furthermore, if we are asked about when we laugh, we report that we laugh at jokes and humor. However, studies show that not only does most laughter occur in conversations— Within those conversations, most laughter is associated with statements and comments rather than jokes. Furthermore, in conversation, the person who laughs the most frequently is a person who has just spoken, indicating that laughter is frequently not a reaction to someone else's utterances. And says, finally, much conversational laughter, therefore, is an intentional communicative act For example, conversational laughter in both spoken and signed conversations is often timed to occur at the end of the utterances. This commonality across modalities underlines the voluntary aspect of much of laughter production, since at least in theory, a person could simultaneously sign and laugh if they wish to. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I noticed, I read this yesterday, I I saved it to talk about today, but I noticed I've already done that a few times. I've said something, then laughed at my own joke, which feels like psycho behavior, but apparently it is normal human behavior. Uh, And before I forget, uh, I want to get to, uh, speaking of John, I texted John and Andrew. I told them you were coming on the podcast and if they had any questions. Oh, God. John said, not that I can think of. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Andrew, it's funny because it feels like if you read this, it's going to sound like he's coming hard at you. But uh, since you know Andrew, you know that side of thing. Here's Andrew's question. Why the Mohawk? <laughs> You're a 50-plus-year-old, successful, privileged white male endowed with the physique women lust, loved, <laughs> lust after, and men envy, a pickup and a Volvo, a ski house and a sauna. So your fans must ask, Kevin, why the Mohawk? <laughs> wow, I, lo- I love that question. Uh, okay, well, yeah. the, the truth is, um, in 2013, 
I was getting divorced and I ran the, um, not the Spartan race, but the one that was big before that. I think like Tough Mudder. Oh, Tough Mudder. Okay. Yeah. So a group of us did the Tough Mudder. I don't even know where we were. Wildcat maybe. And at the end of it, uh, they were giving the, giving the free Mohawks to people who finished. And we were there with the Nolit brothers amongst others. Who were they? Ken and Tom Nolit, the twins. They, they're these two guys who used to go to the gym who are okay. just like insane twins, hilarious, super fun. Okay. And so I was like, I'm standing with Ken and he's like, I'll do it if you do it. <laughs> so we both got Mohawks. All right. And uh, just on a whim and I figured like I'd have it for a week and then I'd shave the rest of it off and just let my hair grow back. And like, it kind of stuck and like, I liked it and yeah. you know, I can't picture I you without it. At this I point. didn't get a lot of negative feedback and it was full on like, you know, bald on the sides, like legit okay. Mohawk. Uh, and then, you know, eventually I got through that and then, but then when COVID hit, Willow and I were like, we were up, we were up, we had escaped up to Franconia to Whitney's parents' place. And Willow is your college age daughter. Yes. yes. Thank you. Uh, and it was sort of like, okay, I guess, you know, two weeks to stop the spread is going to be longer than that. Like, why not? And yeah. so I did it again. And then it just sort of, you know, and obviously it's more of a faux hawk than mohawk, but um, it's like a Beckham. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, I had my, my hair parted on the side with bangs for like, from the time I was 18 until the time <laughs> I was like 40. So it was time for a change. And, you know, my hairline's starting to recede. So like it, it's just a better look than, than the bangs, I think. But thanks, Andrew, for the, for the phrase well, of the question. It's outstanding. <laughs> the, uh, there's more. Hold on. Oh. Yeah. It, it, again, John said, not that I could think of. Andrew went, uh, it, so Andrew, we should say, is a journalist. He's a managing editor front line in this, this war raising, raging in Gaza, and he's sending people over there. And meanwhile, he's, uh, he's taking the time taking out. Taking the time to grill you. Uh, additionally, Phoenix, come on, that's not your real name, right? <laughs> furthermore you can just nod if this is true you once got so drunk on tequila that you had to have your friend drive your boat under the bridge at high tide and almost sheared off passengers heads and parts of the boat uh okay so <laughs> i mean that, that happened but i mean that's what friends are for to your credit you said i can't drive anymore right. can you take the wheel exactly that's what friends are for and anyone who lives on Cape Ann, I was getting under the cut bridge and you have to know your boat and you have to know how high the tide can be and you yeah. can still make it. And we made it. You noticed the, the key word was almost. Almost. Yeah. Almost cut off some heads. We, we made it. No problem. All right. And well, yes, Phoenix is a real name. It's Irish, believe it or not. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, it's not as popular as, you know, O'Brien, but it's, it's, that's, that's where, that's where my people are from. All right, Kevin, let me, uh... Just gonna send it! <laughs> really? That, I need to shoot that thing. Time for some Proust questions. These are based on uh, questions Marcel Proust, the author, would ask at parties, party game. When, when was he around? Like, what's his era? It was in the early... <laughs> that, that era? Uh... <laughs> I, I, I want to say really, early 20th century. I assumed you knew. I wasn't trying to, like... I own you. some Proust books. Have I read them? I will. I will. So uh, his questions are more general and they're more uh, 
I'm not going to say I don't like his questions, but I've realized I can do better. And I have some new ones this week, so I figure I'll try them out on you. All right, I'm ready. Kevin, who was the first person you kissed? Mm. I I remember we lived in San Diego. I was in kindergarten. She was the little little girl neighbor next door, but I I don't remember her name. It was a long time ago. Why, you slut. I know, I know. It It was a long time ago. Okay. Uh, Kevin, what accomplishment are you most proud of? I think this is a priest question after knocking them, but it is a good one. Uh, wow. Um, hmm. I, this is a trick question because, like, if, if I, I feel like anything that's not like, oh, like, you know, creating Willow and Ridley, two perfect souls, like that, you know, anything else is like makes me a shallow asshole. So can, yeah. we, can you give me a... All right. Give me an, Other than fathering your children, <laughs> what accomplishment are you most proud of? Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I think, you know, starting running a successful business, like that's, it's hard to start a new business and it's hard to make it succeed. And, and we did and, and didn't sell our souls and still had a lot of fun. And so, yeah, I'd say that's probably it. That's pretty good. Uh, Kevin, what's your most embarrassing thing from your youth? Embarrassing thing. I mean, I don't know why I wrote thing. It's written in pencil. We can fix that. <laughs> most embarrassing <laughs> memory, we'll say. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. There's a lot. I mean, this is why you and Mark are such good friends, because there, you know, there's a million of those things that you guys go through together. Right. right. Um which, thank you, Mark. I mean, the amount of texts this week that are like, you should really shit your pants? I'm like, hasn't everyone shit their pants? It's not even the most recent time I shit my pants. Uh, wow, I'm having a hard time with this one. Most embarrassing moment from my youth. You're going to have to edit down, edit out some of this dead air. No, no, I'm editing. I wrote, I crossed out thing and wrote memory. Now I'm crossing out memory and wrote writing moment which is what you said that's more uh accurate okay so you can give me some writing credit yeah okay thank you um i don't know man just i mean everything as a kid is embarrassing (laughs) you know i i think of all my interactions with like girls back then and like like i i don't even want to talk about it uh, you know, it's like God, pretty really? smooth were they feeling the same way were they as nervous and awkward as I, we were i hope so i hope so god was... what i'm flashing on right now is in eighth grade i went on a date with this girl to the movies she was my girlfriend which meant we never talked and then we went to the movies and everyone around us was making out not us and i went to i sat in the movie just trying to count myself down having the guts to put my arm around her and I went to put it around her, and she just shoved her back into the oh, chair. Wow. So my arm was like <laughs> chicken wing. And I was like, all right, I guess we're not going to. Not doing that tonight. Yes. Uh, Kevin, how many true friends do you have? Oh, I think I've got quite a few. I've got a, I've got a great crew around here, but then I've also got an incredible crew from high school that I'm super close with. We have a text string that's got action on it every day we get together for a guy's trip every every year yeah you do don't you that's uh yeah so and and i i know you know those are guys who you know i may not talk to for months at a time aside from the text string but like if i was like i'm in trouble i need you like 
any one of them would be on an airplane to walk through a wall for me. That's one of the questions on here. I don't know where it went, but uh, who do you, who, uh, this is in my book, the Harvard Happiness Study, where they've been following these people for generations, trying to figure out what makes people happy. One of the markers, indicators, is having an answer to the question, who would you call in the middle of the night if you were sick or afraid? And they've measured over time the decline in that number. You know, some people are now below one, right? Uh, But you feel like you have several? More than several. You know what's good about us, Kevin, uh, that you could call me if you were sick or afraid in the middle of the night. What you are to me and what I am to you is a guy you call when you're like, I need another guy to help lift this thing or whatever it might be. And there's my back is in agony. There's many things waiting for you at this house. (laughs) I need to move the basketball hoop (laughs) again, which... uh, Where is it going? I need to move the boat behind the basketball oh, hoop, oh, then oh, put oh. the basketball hoop back. And then uh, the ultimate favor, I can't carry the air conditioners down the basement. Oh like, I'm God. in agony. That's well, well, and I need to move my gazebo, which I'm waiting for you to be healthy to do. That weighs like four pounds. We could do that. Uh, all right. Kevin, would you be happy if your kids grew up to be just like you? Oh, man. That's... Ah, <laughs> uh, Wow. I mean, I, uh, how can you how can you answer this in a positive without sounding like just really arrogant, right? Like, well, yeah, obviously this is the... Uh, These are hard questions, is, Kevin. Um, they reveal one's true self, as yeah. Marcel Proust said. I, I think if, if either or both of my children end up, you know, in a, in a life similar to mine, I would be very happy for them because I'm very happy. I feel like I've got a good balance of uh you know friends and and but i work hard and like i'm not i i feel like i'm generally a good person and like i i feel like you know i've had a an interesting road with divorce and everything but i I really don't have any regrets like i feel like all of that has led me to where i am which is a really good place and so like if if they can have that future then yeah i think that would be great um i'd agree you've earned the right to say that okay uh Something he just said, though, reminded me that, uh, yeah, you are generally happy and agreeable and all that, but I've never seen anyone go from zero to a thousand with road rage like you. Mm, yeah. It's insane. It's just like insane. It just, ba boom, yeah. all of a sudden you are shooting cannons at the cars. Yeah, it's, sc- it's scary. I, th- <laughs> I think I just I tamp down all my feelings, and then every once in a while they, uh, they uh. come out. Let's That's talk okay. about your feelings with this next question, Kevin. What movies have made you cry? Oh my God. What <laughs> movies haven't made me cry? I, I got this from my dad. Like we I get choked up, you know, at any at, at anything. So movie recently. Uh hmm. I can't think of one recently, but like I I will cry at, you know, the drop of a hat. Well, you took my suggestion recently, watched a notebook, but I think you're on a plane. I actually, after I say that, I love the notebook. I don't know that it made me cry. I don't know if it got me. I don't know if it got me. I feel like it's happened recently, but I'm trying to remember what it was and I can't. I I know there's some value in like having to have to answer this off the top of my head, but like if I had some preparation, I'd have a a really. We can come back to it if you want. (laughs) Let's just review. The first thing you said was, oh, so many movies have made me cry, and you can't name one, Ken. Yeah, exactly. All I, right. Well, because the memory that I keep coming back to is is my dad would lie on the floor on his side, 
to watch TV a lot okay. when I was little, and I would lie on top of him. And I remember the series finale of MASH, he was crying. Okay. And I thought it was the funniest thing, but little did I know was that was my destiny. Like, that's how it was going to be for me. I cry all the time, especially with movies. Uh, Kevin, what's the best curse word? I, I mean, you know, fuck obviously is the most versatile. It's probably the one I use the most. It's, you know, it's lovely. Like you can use it in so many different ways. Um, I really wish we were more like the British where we could use the C word more. Cause like, that's a fun one in a British context. I yeah. know in an American context, it's like nuclear option. You don't use it. I think it's okay if you're talking about a guy. Yeah. We should I, try. I think women let that slide. If you're, I think they think it's hilarious. Should we? Should we bring it back? Oh, to I'm Cape all Ann? for it. Do you want to? Do you want to bring it? We could be the. Yeah. The, uh, have you ever seen Californication? Yeah. So one, Whitney and I always laugh because um, David Duchovny's character would he'd, he'd something like he'd cup his hand around his ear and he'd go, "Twat, twat, <laughs> I can't hear you." Wildly underappreciated show. Hilarious. Yeah. And like little half hour bites. About like, a writer who hates writing. Like oh, wow. right in my alley. Uh, Kevin, name one thing you must do before you die. That I'm that sort of implies something I haven't done. I, I would agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure I understand the question. Uh something I have to do before I die. Um I'd like to go to New Zealand. Ooh, yeah, interesting. It's a, it's a big one because you need to actually take a significant amount of time to go do that. And I haven't worked for the last ten months, and I didn't take the opportunity to go to New Zealand. But uh, that would have been a good time. Yeah, you're supposed to go in winter, right? Because it's summer there, isn't that it? I believe that's right. Actually, they also have great winter there, don't they? They have like mountains and skiing and all that. They have but mountains. I don't do they. Uh, I don't know about like the snowboarders, you know, so they sure, don't really they need a steep hill. Which brings me to my next question, Kevin, beach or mountains? You spend I'm a lot gonna, of time I'm, at each. Yeah, I'm going to say beach. I, I think it's just there's more fun stuff to do. And we, and I'm including Whitney in this, like, we don't really like to hike that much. You know, like being in the mountains is great. And like going for like a little 30 minute hike or yeah. an hour hike is kind of fun. But like. You know, the, the folks who are like, we're going to do all the 4,000 footers and stuff. Yeah. And like, God bless them. But like, we we do Mount Lafayette, which you can see from her parents' cabin, which is just an incredible mountain. And like, I stare at it all the time. We're up there. And I was like, we got to climb that. That's a and horrible was, hike. Yeah. And she's like, I climbed that a bunch in high school and I hate it, but I will climb it with you. And we climbed it with with her father. And it was it was great. It was it was beautiful. But I mean, like, great, I was like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Like, Killer. it's tough. <laughs> And like I'm sure a lot of the other four thousands are like that. So is La- Lafayette? Uh, is that on Franconia Ridge? Is that one of the ones you connect? It's it's right across the highway from Cannon. Yeah, I know that. So I think it's part of the Franconia is it, Ridge. Yeah, yeah. There's like, like Liberty you go up and one Lincoln. and across to the other and, and down. I've that done that before. Right. That's is. I had just hiked Half Dome in uh, Yosemite, which is one of the like hardest day hikes. You know, it's brutal. And I came back feeling all cocky, like, knock that out. Let's take on Franconia Ridge. Equally smoked. (laughs) (laughs) Equally. Uh, Kevin, who is on your hall pass? Uh, This is actually something we've never really discussed, (laughs) Whitney and I. Well, I'm Um, I'm, I'm giving you permission. Whitney, I'm giving him permission. He he can put a... 
well, and famous person on a list. And if, if they're willing, he's... What's funny is the only time we've ever... This sort of conversation comes up, it always goes right to Whitney's obsession with John Hamm. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, but, the, but I did ask her about that the other day, and she was like, man... And she doesn't seem as excited about it. So, but back hey, back in the day, she definitely was. Let's try out that experiment. John Hamm in Top Gun, the new Top Gun, cunt. <laughs> yeah, he's a cunt, hundred percent. Okay, yeah, well done. Thank you. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Um, you know who I like? <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I asked. I like Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's she's so awesome. funny. Like, uh, obviously, she's beautiful, but like. All the little clips are, and maybe she's an asshole behind the scenes, yeah. but like, like, did, did you see the one where like, like Jack Nicholson like taps her on the shoulder at a, at an award ceremony oh, or something yeah. while she's being interviewed and like, she's, she's the just best hilarious. Interview. She's hilarious. The algorithm that now controls our lives knows that I like, uh, Jennifer Lawrence clips and just puts them in front of my face and I, I can't, can't not watch when she's there. She's Agreed. great. Uh, Kevin, what's the worst way to die? alone um yeah that would suck i know that's not really what you were looking for no i i I, when you said alone that's what was going through my head i the privilege here is i ask these questions but i often don't actually answer them so yeah alone and saying alone alone where if there were just one other person you wouldn't die you know if there were someone that could just pull you up on the ice or something oh, like that. You yeah. know, that was like, oof. Uh, Kevin, what's the best way to get rid of hiccups? Uh, I think being startled, but like, it's hard to make that happen because you know, it's coming yeah. most of the time. So, I mean, the only thing I ever try is holding my breath and like, it works 20% of the time. Kevin, what's something I'd be surprised to learn about you? Uh, I'm a Canadian citizen. Do you know you know that though? I I I think I do. Yes. So does that not count? Since your listeners might not have known that. No, that's surprising okay. to know. You're a yeah. Canuck. I'm a Canuck. I mean, I'm also a U.S. citizen, but I have my Canadian citizenship as well. My mother was Canadian. All right. Final question, uh, Kevin. You realize you just wasted a bunch of time. What were you doing? Is it, can I say reading the Boston Globe or is that, is that rude? <laughs> As I've said many times when people try to critique the Boston Globe, there's no complaint you can make about the Boston Globe that I can't make better, okay? <laughs> you, you work somewhere as long as I have. It's like, oh, you don't even know. You don't know the half it. But sometimes we get it right. Yeah, yeah, especially Billy Baker first-person <laughs> pieces. Those are my favorite. All right, I said last question, but I have one more. Uh, if your house were on fire and you could run in and save one thing, what would it be? And this mm. presumes everyone's alive and safe and out of the house. Yeah, you asked somebody. Did you ask Mark this? I think. I uh, yeah, and it. Oh, I should clarify. I I answered that and said I'd go in and get my pillow. Some listeners thought I meant my pillow. You know that that like yeah that that nut job who like. Right. Put all his money in approving the election was stolen, like uh, that guy. Well, what's not funny, the my pillow, my pillow. Okay, well, that's the kind of pillow that I have because what? Whitney, Whitney got it for me 
before he became, you know, public enemy number one. So that I actually have one of those. Pillows. Is it a good pillow? It's a, yeah, it's a good pillow. Is it really? Yeah, it's really soft, right? My dad, we got him one because he was seduced by the commercials, and he loves it. I mean, it's the appropriate level of firmness, I'd say. Like it's not too soft, like a feather pillow, where you get, you know, you're not getting any support. But you know, I, I don't want to be an ad for the for the my pillow guy. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I don't know what I would run in and get. You know, like. Every, you know, all of our like pictures are in the cloud, like the, you know, this, everything's so virtual, like none of our important documents, like, I don't know, I've got a little box of memories from when Whitney and I first started dating, like maybe that, I mean, I've got some box mementos from when I was a kid, I don't know, would I go in and save those though? I don't know, that's a tough one, I might just say let, let it burn. Yeah, Let's start there's over. some freedom with that, right? Yeah. I think, I don't know if I told this on the podcast, but this guy I work with, his house burned down and I didn't really know him well. And then I was awkwardly like washing my hands next to him in the bathroom one day. And I was like, hey, I don't know if this is like a terrible question, but was there something like liberating and freeing? And he was like, oh man, like, yeah. Like it was just, everything was gone. And it was right. Like, yeah, I had to go buy a six pack of socks. And, <laughs> you know, and they all matched and they were all there and that's all you needed. That's fine. So, uh, yeah, I don't want my house to burn down, but if it did, as long as everyone was safe, we'd keep rolling. Okay, Kevin, our final segment has arrived. Okay. High, low, goal, crush, bane, surprise, HLGCBS, which comes from the juggling world. I've explained this. This is something they would do after conventions, and they would list their high, their low, their goal, their crush, their bane, their surprise. So I am going to give you some context and ask you for your high and low and all that. So here's the context, Kevin. I recently sent you the trailer for the movie Old Dads, and you did not respond. (laughs) I didn't even watch it. I kind of forgot about it. Do I need to watch it now? No, but it is because you are an older dad. You you had a relationship and a child who's now in college. Then you got remarried to Whitney, and you now have... How old is Ridley? Four. And how old are you? I'll be 52 in a couple of weeks. So he was, what, like 48 when you were born or something? So you're an old, older dad. I was dad. 48 when he was born, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, uh, so, uh, and I know it's something you think about. You're you're very diligent about trying to care for your body and be here and all that. So I'm curious. Being an older dad, Kevin, your high, your low, your goal, your crush, your bane, and your surprise. So off the top of your head, high. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, high is just, you know, getting to kind of experience the joys of a little kid, you know, again, because I, I think, you know, when Willow was that age, I, I know I enjoyed it, but I was also, you know, I was starting a business and, you know, there's just a lot more financial stress and like distractions and and not really understanding how much I needed to appreciate being in the moment at that moment. Um, so I think getting getting to do it again and, and I think being a little bit more aware of how awesome all those little yeah. quiet moments are. Um, I do it with your excellent. kid, you know. <laughs> you yeah. know? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm a little yeah. older now. I'm like, we'll go hang out with Ridley, you yeah, know, yeah, or just, he'll come over just here. Get he's a hilarious. Energy. Yeah, and he's just, uh, he's sweet, and he, he has funny little sayings, and you just remember, like, that's, yeah, you, all these phases that you just want to, like, squeeze and hold and, and stop. Like, I mean, uh, the one that comes to mind is he's 
sitting here, I think, and I was like, do you want some ice cream? And he went, I'll never say no to ice cream. <laughs> it was like, who, who talks like that? Not a four-year-old. Uh, all right. So what's the low of being an older dad? Uh, I mean, he gets up at the crack of dawn <laughs> and he, he is two speeds, you know, fast and faster. And like, he's, he's okay at independent plays sometimes, but most of the time he wants to be playing with us and he's just relentless, you know, like it, it is, there's not a lot of like downtime. So it's, it's, okay. it's tiring, you know, like it's, is there it's any low with being around other parents who are of a different demographic and there's nothing like a first time parent, you know, they're, they're just obsessed with talking about parenting. Um, I don't mind there. I don't mind that, but there are times and, and Whitney's great about it where she's like, yeah, we're going to this thing and here's who's going to be there and you don't have to come. Um, <laughs> Cause like, so, you know, there's definitely some, some other parents that like we match up perfectly with, but there's just some where it's just like, I, I can't, you know, like they're <laughs> like, yeah. I can't figure out a way to connect with this dad who, you know, is all he does is play video games and like talk about microbrews and like, I don't know, I don't care about it. Either of those enough to talk about it. And like, yeah. I'm going to make some stupid Fletch reference and he's going to look at me like I have 10 heads. <laughs> so that's, that's why I like people of my generation. We have a, a shared cultural literacy, as I say, right? Like if exactly. you, if you say it's all ball bearings nowadays, Imagine if you said that to someone they didn't know it was a movie line. They'd be like, what, what are you talking about? What a ball bearing? Yeah, I don't understand. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, Kevin, did you have a goal? Or do you have a goal with... Uh, I just, know? I mean, with a little boy, I mean, I've been there. You know, and like you and Mark, you know, half the shit you guys talked about last week. I mean, like, I just want to get him through it, you know, <laughs> safely. I mean, and safely is in quotes. Like, safe really just means like alive and relatively healthy like there's going to be some broken bones yeah. there's going to be some some things but like just kids in general but little boys specifically like just stupid you know from 10 until 25 like their brains just don't know what to do other than stupid shit yeah like I, it it worries me for sure yeah you saying that now has me all like oh god <laughs> they're gonna have to go through all that stuff, like all the stuff we did, the the awkwardness and the yeah. But anyway, uh, crush. We this is something everyone's had trouble with. We were discussing it before we came on the air. Uh, it maybe just doesn't work in this context. But uh, is there anything you could answer with? I, I mean, actually, I can because uh, I mean, it's it's Whitney, you know, which is okay. it's that's an easy answer, but it's like it's the truth. I mean, she's so good at this parenting thing and she like his she's so easy to co-parent with she's so yeah uh logical and rational and measured which you know and, and you know for those of you who know whitney like sometimes she's not rational like sometimes you know if she gets hungry or if the menu at the restaurant changed and they don't have her favorite thing which happens all the goddamn <laughs> time like she gets a little a little twisted but like with with ridley like it's like she's like calm cool she can yeah. redirect him and, and you know and sometimes i'm like because I fucking said so, you know, like that's what I want to say. But she's like, no, no, he needs to have agency, and like we need to redirect oh, okay. him. And there's a balance there. Yeah, but she's she's an um, amazing partner. She so. she is amazing. Let me say, uh, Whitney and I feel similar. Like I've always said, like I think we're the same personality type, and and uh, and I wondered, like, because uh, 
like when I had a kid, I wasn't in charge, you know, and I was like, how does this personality type handle being in charge? And she's like, you know, blossomed into the role. I will say on the personality thing, I was big in Enneagrams for a while, and I was convinced Whitney was the same Enneagram as me, a seven. And it led to the greatest joke I've ever told, which Kara then lambasted me for, Kara Gallagher, our first guest. I was like, you are, you're a seven. Well, you're an eight on K-Pan, right? <laughs> Whitney laughed, you guys laughed. And then Kara chases me down and be like, that was so rude of you to say. And I was like, it was a joke. And I, it was a spontaneous one. And then I do the Irish guilt thing and apologize to Whitney. And she's like, you yeah, know, it was hilarious. I was not I was like, fucking Kara. And I'm like mad at Kara. It's a great joke. You're a seven, but an eight on Cape Ann. Or I think I said a, a Gloucester eight. That's funnier. Because uh, we were, I think, leaving trivia one night Probably. or something. Probably. Chances are. All right. So high, low, goal, crush. Bane. What's been the bane of being an older dad? Oh, I feel like that was my low too, right? Was just he's relentless. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's totally relentless. He's exhausting, but he's so fun. Like it's it's one of those things where it's just like there's only, I I I get that like time is limited and like the the little guy that he is now is so different than a year ago and like the things that he was into a year ago or gone already and like i need to appreciate every moment and i and i'm i'm trying and i do but like you know some days it's just like oh my god like yeah i just want a nap <laughs> will you please go to sleep uh and finally uh surprise what's been the most surprising thing about uh, i don't know nothing really has been terribly surprising like because i want i want to say like the you know the the part about whitney kind of becoming this toddler whisperer but like that's not really that surprising like I kind of felt like she was gonna be great at it which is part of the reason why we decided to go for it um Willow's been a great big sister I don't know if that's a surprise either but like having that kind of dynamic is kind of cool because she's you know she's 21 he's four um but she just you know she's obsessed with him you know she'll FaceTime me from college and like We'll talk for 30 seconds and then she'll be like, hey, you know, is Ridley around? Really? Like, like, I, I, I actually called me, just to talk to Because I was wondering if they would be like siblings or if it would be like an aunt, you know, or something. Yeah. I mean, I think it's too soon to know. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, it'll probably end up being more like an aunt relationship, I would imagine. Right. Um, which, I mean, it's, it's interesting because my father, his older sister was about the same age difference. Um, and then his parents were killed when he was 13. So Who, who's your dad's parents? Yeah. How did car, they die? Uh, in a car accident, they, uh, the bridge that they were going over was washed out in some flash flood and they, oh my uh, God. their car went over into the river and ah. yeah, it's a tough story. Uh, ah. but he ended up moving in with his sister and her kids. Like she had kids that were almost his age. And so okay. like he became one of the, one of the siblings, but he was their uncle. Okay. So like our whole family is screwed up. Like my first cousins are like seventy. Okay. And their kids are my age. And and now Ridley and Willow are screwing things. Like we're we're a mess. Yeah. But it's gonna be fun. All right. Uh, all right. So that's it, Kevin. How was your appearance on the crowd? It was great. I hope I hope your listeners enjoy it. <laughs> Think we'll ever get John to come on here? No. <laughs> and Andrew, grow a mohawk. 
<laughs> Other than that, Kevin. Is, he, is Andrew allowed to make public appearances that are not? He'll say he's not, but that's like, it's not a true thing. He'll just come up with something. Anyway, Kevin, thank you for being an important part of my life. Being thank one you. of my new best friends. And uh, thank you to all my friends that are listening. Start working on your top five lists. 